This is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody, get in here. Welcome back to the Sean Yankee Show. I am Sean, and no matter where you're at or when you're watching, you are in the right place at the right time. So settle in because you picked a fantastic night to come to our show. Tonight on the Sean Yankee Show, it's Conspiracy Theories and Chill. And we've got a really good topic. We've got an interesting topic to get into tonight. We're going to be talking about Mystery Babylon. So take part. I love to hear from y'all. So feel free to take part in the show. Comment. Let me know what you think about what we discuss. But most important, smash them shits. Do that right now before you forget. Don't forget to hit like and share this out. I'm trying to do that right now. That intro is not long enough. Uh, Robert, if you're here, it needs to be longer. It's not long enough. I, I don't have time to share. I just now got to start sharing because my technology sabotages me when it's time to do things. But if you can, please support this show. It's important to help and support this show. And, and we, really, we really depend on it in any way you can, because this show is one of the last havens left for truth in a time of mass deception. And we put the truth first here, because we believe that if it can be destroyed by the truth, and it should be because we live in a world where authenticity is met with rejection and where speaking the truth is met with disdain and exclusion. But even though we're bombarded with messages telling us to conform, 
to be like everyone else, we need to resist that temptation. We must stay true to ourselves, no matter the cost. And it takes courage to be authentic in a world that tells you to be fake. It takes courage to speak the truth, especially when it's not popular. But you need to stand up for what you believe in, even when it's hard. Be authentic, even when it's scary, because the world needs you. We need individuals who are unafraid to challenge the status quo, who are willing to stand up for the voiceless, who are willing to speak truth to power. So if you're feeling called to be an agent of change, I encourage you to step up, stand up. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Speak your truth because the world needs you. And we're at a pivotal moment in history. We can either choose to walk down the path of conformity and deception or we can choose to create a new world. So the choice is ours. And I say we stand in the full armor of God and walk around this earth like God sent us. Make changes, make the world a place we want to see. And that's what we're philosoph our philosophy is about here. So if that sounds good to you, welcome home. Uh, like I said, we got a lot to get into tonight, but I want to give you a little time. So you have time to share this out, invite your friends. And we're going to explore this topic. We're going to get into Mystery Babylon. I think it's a good topic and a good topic for us to explore right now, especially since I think we are in the end times. You know, who knows how long that goes on? No man will know the hour of time, right? Things could get much worse, but I think we are in the end times. I think a lot of prophecy has already come to be. And, you know, I was hoping today would be the day we got screwed again today, y'all. We didn't get no zombies. I knew it was only a small fraction of a chance. You know what I mean? I mean, deep down, I knew nothing was going to happen. But I was hoping. I was looking around my area for weapons. I was preparing. I was ready. What did y'all do today? The only thing I noticed... And I'm not saying this to like try to be sensational or anything is I got a really bad headache during that hour. Like I had a super bad headache during that hour. I don't know. Did y'all notice anything weird? I don't know how weird that is because I've been struggling. I think I got the Rona. Y'all. This damn Rona man is a beast. I've been sick for over a week but never really got that sick. I've been about this level of sick for a week. Just weak, tired. All I want to do is sleep. Everything hurts. And no energy. I'm going to have to go get that ivermectin, Samuel, if you're here. I'm going to have to do it, man, because that's got to be what this is. And this stuff ain't no joke. This weaponized virus ain't no joke. It's putting me on my ass. What's up, Gabe? Good to see you. Gabe's here. Everybody say hi to Gabe. That's our show ambassador. Lisa says we're on the verge of a new world. I agree with you there. Me been tired too. I slept my whole vacation. I was just on vacation and I slept the entire thing. I'm not happy about it. I want a do-over on that. Just... This shit has had me on my ass. 
Anybody else had it? You had the Rona? I didn't think I did until I until this happened. This this is the weirdest illness I've ever had. And at first I couldn't smell. I don't think I ever lost my sense of taste, but I couldn't smell a thing. So I don't know, maybe I did have it. I saw that they threw Kevin McCarthy out as Speaker of the House. You know, what do you think will come of that? Anything? You think anything will happen? You think uh, the endless flow of money will stop to the Ukraine? I saw a stat, and I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't have time before the show to check it out. But $223 million a day, can that be right? Is that how much we've given to Ukraine in the last year? That can't be right, right? No, that's not right. No. No. It can't be right. If that's right, that's outrageous. I don't know. I'm bad at math, but I got to do the math on that. I saw that on a meme, which are usually incredibly accurate. You know, memes are where, you know, we get most of our news. It's the most reliable news source that we have nowadays. Oh, I won't get tested. I am still a little short of breath. There was a scary night. I was I kept scaring the shit out of babies because... I kept feeling like I was dying in my sleep. Like I kept waking up feeling like I couldn't breathe. And I, I do get winded real easy, like just walking up a flight of stairs, which isn't normal. Lisa thinks Donald Trump will become Speaker of the House. Can Donald Trump be Speaker of the House? I don't even know anymore. If they were giving away vacations still for COVID, I probably would, Robert. He said you should take a COVID test and try to get a couple more weeks off work. If they were still giving away paid vacations, I probably would do it. Jack says a $20 tube of ivermectin will last forever. So I need to invest, man. I need to get me some ivermectin, some mectin. You know, like the Tussin. Is anything like Tussin? Well, like I said, y'all, it is Wednesday night. And Wednesday night is the most fun night. That That's the night we get to explore different topics. And, and we can ignore the idiocy, which is the news and, and all of that, and leave our problems aside for a little bit and explore an interesting topic. This is a... Uh, this is a topic that I think is very relevant to our time because I think, like I said, that we're in the end times. I really do. What do you think? I've had a lot of people tell me it's going to get much worse. And maybe it will. Like I said, there's no way to know how long that lasts. I just feel like a lot of stuff that has been prophesized has already taken place. But what do you think? What do you think? And let me know. And if you guys are ready, though, I want to get started. It's Wednesday night. And on Wednesday nights, we do conspiracy theories.
And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will shew unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And on her forehead a name was written, a mystery, Babylon the great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the horse sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the woman who thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons, and a prison of every unclean spirit, and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. And the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride will not be heard in you any longer. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, because all nations were deceived by your sorcery. Now, behold, here comes a troop of riders, horsemen in pairs, and one said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, and the images of her gods are shattered on the ground. Though Babylon should ascend to the heavens, and though she should fortify her lofty stronghold, from me destroyers will come to her, declares the Lord. Over three hundred times Babylon is mentioned in the Bible. These were just a few examples. It is one of the most discussed locations in the Bible, in fact. Babylon is mentioned three times in Christ's own genealogy story. From the book of Genesis through the book of Revelations, you will find that the name Babylon comes up again and again. And tonight, on Conspiracy Theories and Chill, we're going to explore the story and prophecy surrounding Mystery Babylon. In this episode, we're going to discuss the theories surrounding this biblical prophecy, as well as discuss whether Mystery Babylon is an actual location, or if it is organized religion itself, or if it is really more of an idea and belief system that is used globally by the Luciferian elite, and no one actual place or organization at all. So to get us started, let's begin with the theory that Mystery Babylon refers to organized religion itself. Now, there is much evidence to this theory, and it also will serve as a good way to lay the biblical groundwork for when we explore the other theories later on. Biblical scriptures give us some very clear descriptions, and if we look with careful understanding, we can better understand what is being spoken about. There are certain characteristics that the Bible gives to Mystery Babylon. The first is she sits on seven hills. I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast that carries her. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Now Rome is well known as a city built on seven hills or seven mountains. Rome is also well known as the city on seven hills. And these are all examples that people use to point to in the theory that Rome represents Babylon. 
The second characteristic is she is a sovereign city. And the woman whom you saw is that great city which has kingship over the kings of the earth. Now in this we see that Mystery Babylon is a city that has sovereignty over all the kings of the earth. So global dominance. So we are looking for a city that has global authority equal to or above that of kings. Now does such a city exist? The third characteristic is she is the mother of harlots. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Mystery Babylon is called the mother of harlots and abominations. The Bible often refers to idolatry as spiritual adultery or harlotry, and the book of Hosea illustrates this very well. Now many people are not aware of this, but the Catholic Church uses a modified version of the Ten Commandments. They removed the commandment to not make idols and divided the commandments not to covet into two commandments about coveting. Do not covet your neighbor's wife and do not covet your neighbor's possessions. In fact, the Vatican is literally covered in idols and pagan statues. And most of the statues were even copied from pagan temples in ancient Rome of the images of pagan gods that the Romans worshipped. The Catholic Church simply renamed these statues with Christian names. Zeus is now called Peter, for example, and Athena is now Mary. But does changing the name make it any less of an idol? I always found it quite weird myself that they worshipped different figures in that church because I felt that was blasphemy. I never understood that. So that is interesting evidence in the religion, the Catholic Church, being Mystery Babylon. In fact, the Catholic Church made a lot of changes to Christianity. A large one is changing the Sabbath to Sunday and incorporating a new calendar filled with pagan holidays. They exalt saints and even pray to them and worship their statues. They call the Pope Holy Father, a name that should only be used in reference to God himself. And millions of people bow down to the Pope and kiss his ring. In fact, most world leaders have been photographed doing so, which adds to this theory. The fourth trait in the Bible of Mystery Babylon is she is adorned with scarlet, purple, and gold. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. Now the clergy in the Catholic Church literally wear purple and scarlet robes and everything is decorated with gold and precious stones. The Pope himself sits on a golden throne and it is required that communion be served in a golden cup. Now the golden cup is very important to mention because the prophecy specifically speaks about a golden cup and it is a universally known symbol of the Catholic Church. In fact, the Roman Catholic Church is considered the wealthiest institution on the planet. The Vatican alone has more wealth than can be counted. And when you add in the thousands of statues, paintings, and other works of art, real estate, and many other valuable holdings, the fifth trait of Mystery Babylon from the Bible is she celebrates the death of martyrs. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Now history confirms that the Catholic Church has been responsible for millions of deaths of Christian martyrs who refused to submit to the Catholic Church's authority. 
In fact, during the Dark Ages, anyone who disagreed with their authority or traditions was tortured and put to death. No one really knows for sure exactly how many people were killed by the Catholic Church, but some estimate the number to be in the millions. And the Catholic Church is not shy about admitting to these killings, and history books are full of stories of their cruelty. The sixth trait emphasized by the Bible is that she sits on a beast with blasphemous names. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy. Now the Pope, whom many people theorize to be the Antichrist, has many names and titles that are considered blasphemy. In fact, the title Pope means Papa or Father, and we are told specifically by the Messiah that we should call no man Father, because that name belongs to God alone. However, the Pope uses the more formal title of the Most Holy Father, a very blasphemous title that claims equality with God himself. He is also called the Vicar of Christ, a title that claims that he is the sole representative of Christ on the earth. He also uses the title of Pontiff, or Pontifex Maximus, which is a title borrowed from pagan Rome and used to refer to the pagan high priest of the Roman religion. Mary, a prominent figure in the Catholic Church, is also given several blasphemous titles. She is called the Mother of God, the Queen of Heaven, a title that was borrowed from paganism. She is prayed to with the phrase, Hail Mary, full of grace, and is even called the Immaculate Conception. And despite the fact that Mary had other children after Jesus, she is dogmatically referred to as the Eternal Virgin. She is also called the Assumption and said to have ascended into heaven body and soul without ever experiencing death. And this is also blasphemous because the Bible is very clear that the only one who has ascended into heaven in this way is the Messiah. No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. John 3.13 The seventh trait that the Bible emphasizes is that she has seven kings. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. And the beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seven, and is going to perdition. Now in 1929, the Lateran Treaty made Vatican City into its own country, and made Pope Pius XI its first king. Pope Benedict XVI was the seventh pope, and his reign has been cut short by his resignation. It is prophesied by many that the latest pope will be the final pope, king of Vatican City. Since entering office, he has already said some very disturbing things about capitalism, poverty, abortion, and homosexuality. Pope Francis is the first Jesuit to be elected as Pope. The Jesuit order was established in 1534, and its existence was for the purpose of getting rid of the Protestant problem. They aimed to stop Protestantism from spreading and to preserve communion with Rome. They functioned as the army of the Catholic Church and violently tortured Protestants and any others that they deemed heretics. In fact, the Jesuits believed that any non-Catholic was a heretic and must be converted or eliminated. They even adopted the saying, it is no sin to kill a heretic, using it to justify their evil deeds. Which brings me to one more Bible quote I want to squeeze into the religion explanation. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. 
Revelation 17.6. Now that was a presentation of the argument that the Catholic Church itself represents Mystery Babylon. And it made a very good argument, in fact, making the case that Rome is Mystery Babylon. And that would even further imply that Rome never actually fell. And like I said, I started with that explanation because I wanted to get all of the Bible stuff in. And that one did a good job of painting that part of this picture. But let's look briefly at some other locations that are thought to be Mystery Babylon that is referred to so often in the Bible. And also explore whether there is actually just one location for Mystery Babylon or if Babylon actually refers to multiple locations and periods in time. The first one that we'll mention is Iraq. Some researchers believe that since the literal location of Babylon is in Iraq, that the location of Mystery Babylon isn't a new and different location, but the very same city in Iraq will rise up to a position of global power in the end times. And this ancient city of Babel will rise again and rule over the world. Now this belief is held by Bible literalists, but what other location is thought to be Mystery Babylon? Well, there are a few, but let's think about it for a second. A global military power with control and influence all over the world, who all nations drink the wine of. You guessed it, the old U.S. of A. Now, many biblical scholars and researchers believe that America is in fact Mystery Babylon. And here are just a few reasons for that. Now these are just a few examples, but the most popular reason is the deep sea water port. Now the prophecies indicate that Mystery Babylon is a major port city with a deep sea water port. For in a single hour such fabulous wealth was destroyed, and every shipmaster, seafarer, the sailors, and all who do business by sea stood far off as they watched the smoke from her burning and kept crying out, who is like the great city? They threw dust on their heads and kept crying out, weeping and mourning, Woe, woe, the great city, where all those who have ships on the sea become rich from her wealth, for in a single hour she was destroyed. Revelations 18, 17-19 Now this passage tells us that merchant ships are standing off the shore of Babylon. Now these ships have either just unloaded in the port city of Mystery Babylon or are waiting to dock when the fiery judgment hits. The ship's captains, crew, and passengers are all witness to the destruction. Now in this way, New York City seems perfect as a major port city. The second proof commonly put forth that America is Mystery Babylon is that Mystery Babylon is said to be a top financial and military power. Now, some other famous cities that could be considered candidates for this would be Dubai, which is much wealthier, but is ruled out by the detail that Mystery Babylon is considered to be a great military and financial power over all of the kings of the earth. And then bear in mind that whoever Babylon is, its sudden disappearance is going to be devastating to the world economy to the point that no one buys the merchant's goods anymore. And that is from Revelations 18.11. Now, as America is the chief economic power of the world, the greatest importer and infamously consumer of goods and resources in the world per capita, it has the reserve currency of the world and a military that polices the entire planet. Which brings us to the next proof that America is Mystery Babylon. 
And that is that Babylon is prophesied to have had a recognizable mother country. Perhaps the strongest proof of this is how Jeremiah calls Babylon daughter Babylon with mention of her mother. From Jeremiah 50:12, your mother will be utterly humiliated. She who bore you will be put to shame. Look, she will lag behind all the nations, a dry land, a wilderness, an Arabah. Now America has a clearly recognizable mother country, which would make Great Britain the mother of Babylon, spoke of in Jeremiah 50.12, which daughter Babylon then came from. So it will be Great Britain who will watch as her closest and most powerful ally is destroyed in a single day, in a single hour, as prophesied in the Bible. One more proof that America is Mystery Babylon is the national symbols of the United States and the UK in Daniel 7. From Daniel 7, 4, The first beast was like a lion but had eagle's wings. I continued watching until its wings were torn off. It was lifted up from the ground, set on its feet like a man, and given a human mind. Now America's symbol is the eagle. Great Britain's national symbol is the lion. A lion whose eagle's wings were plucked literally pictures the destruction of America. Since eagle's wings cannot survive without the body, but the lion body can and does survive. In fact, the same beast reappears later in Revelation with the lion still there and the other three beasts of Daniel 7, but no more trace of the eagle. It's dead and gone, destroyed. And after that, the UK is transformed and elevated, given a new mind. After the Antichrist takes over the UK first and then the rest of the world after destroying America with the help of the Ten Rulers, spoken of in Revelation 17, 12, 16 through 17. Now so far we've explored whether Mystery Babylon was a place or religion itself and to close out our little journey I'd like to end on my own personal theory on Mystery Babylon. You see it is my belief that we are lorded over by a global cabal whatever you wish to call them. They have many labels, but what they share is a belief system. And this is what I believe Mystery Babylon refers to. I think, like in all good theories, there's a little truth in each of these, but what I think they're missing is that this cabal has no country of loyalty. They have spread out all across the globe through secret societies and organizations, and through that strategy have enslaved us all. Now, in my theory, Babylon is actually in multiple locations because it is global and underground and has carried on in this way for hundreds of years. Now, in this theory, America is Babylon, but so is Rome for that matter. I'd even include more places, in fact, such as Israel or anywhere where the elite owners of our world hold interest. It's everywhere and nowhere at the same time because it is a belief system. Now it is well established that the rulers of this earth are the true owners of everything and everyone and they are Luciferian. So it does not matter one bit whether or not you are or even if you believe because those pulling the strings of our world do believe. They are evil. They feel they are entitled to everything. They see us as parasites who must be eliminated. There's no limit to their greed or desires and they believe they are entitled to it all. So you may not believe in the Bible, you may not be religious. That doesn't matter, because those in power over us are. And for hundreds of years, 
They have ruled us from the shadows, lorded over us from behind the curtain. They have an evil agenda. They have built a world of lies. And it is my thought that they have no country of origin, no country of loyalty, no place that they're loyal to, outside of their belief system. They're trying to bring biblical prophecy to life, to bring about the end times. And that's my own personal theory of Mystery Babylon and what is being referred to in the scriptures. But as always, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think about Mystery Babylon? Let me know in the comments below. And thanks for watching this episode of Conspiracy Theories and Chill. We'll see you next time right here on The Sean Yankee Show. Alright, so that was our Mystery Babylon episode. And my opinion hasn't changed on that, actually. I still do feel like Mystery Babylon is describing a belief system. There are elements too that could be different places like the city that gets destroyed in an hour is new york i think i think we're the muscle of mystery babylon but mystery babylon is global they own everything they have no borders they have no loyalties like they don't give a shit about america you do and they use that against you any chance they get Lisa agrees with me tonight. She says, I'm spot on tonight. The Kazarian Jews run the world. They are the ones referred to in Revelation 2.9. Kazarian Jews. I got to look that up. You know, isn't it kind of neat to live in the time right before all information is wiped out? Like right now, I can look up Kazarian Jews in an instant, pull up an answer, right? That until they decide that they don't want you finding out what Kazarian Jews are, then you won't be able to find that out anymore. All right, apparently I'm going to have to look into this later on. Hold on. This is the one I think I need to look at. I'm going to check. The, I'm going to click this link first. It says that an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory is being shared on Telegram to justify the invasion of Ukraine. The Dispatch explores how the anti-Semitic Kazarian Mafia conspiracy is being directed at the war in Ukraine. It outlines how a lack of historic sources on the Khazar Empire and a highly contested hypothesis about Ashkenazi Jews have inspired anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that are now being weaponized against Ukraine. I don't know. I'll have to read that later. But I'll look into that. What's up, Gabe? How you doing, Gabe? Hey, Babels. Deegan says that if it's destroyed, Mystery Babylon, is that what you mean? It would be the fall of the banks. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what taking down New York would really do. If the system is global, would taking down one piece of it really cause much harm? This I agree with, Sandy. I do too. That's how I feel it is. 
I think it's a belief system. And what they've done is they've spread their tentacles all over the world. They're everywhere. You know? Sandy thinks Iraq will be the city on fire. So the original Babylon? Iraq is the original Babylon. You're right. That's where the Tower of Babel was. Yeah, the CBDC is not a bank. That's the central bank digital currency that they're going to move us towards and put us on so that we're more controllable. What are y'all smoking on, by the way? You know, it's conspiracy theories and chill. There's a whole chill element to this. I am smoking on, this is actually a concoction. This is a Keef joint from three different strains. Fanta, Cookie Dose, and Jane Doe. I've been building this up for like four weeks. It's pretty nice. I'm having a really good time. Although it's tough because I'm still like really, even though I can breathe, I breathe perfectly well. Both sides, open. Everything's open. For some reason, I still feel congested. This is the weirdest illness I've ever had, and it just won't go away. Leanne was talking about the lion. The lion is the tribe of Judah. And those represent tribes. You know, I want to get way more into biblical stuff. I want to really learn it and really, really study. I want to be to the point where I can rattle off Bible verses, you know, for every little occasion that I may run into. That's where I want to be. I want to be that strong with it. I want to be able to just rattle off Bible verses for every situation. Isn't that neat, Joan? They changed the Ten Commandments to suit their idolatry. They removed worshiping false idols. They've done a lot to bastardize uh, religion as, an, as, an, as, a, as a thing anyway, to turn people against it. The, the amount of evil that they've done in the name of God. Crusades. These are things that you can't defend. You know, I've tried. You get caught up in all these arguments with atheists. I've tried to defend some of this stuff. It's indefensible. But this, their bastardization, it's them doing all they can to turn people against religion. I agree with this, Leanne. I'm positive of it. I'm positive we're in the end times. And you absolutely need to get right with Jesus and ask for forgiveness daily. You know, I believe that we have a loving God who understands that we're in the age of deceit. And, you know, it's not your fault if you've been tricked. It's not your fault if you allowed yourself to be fooled. It's okay, you know. 
World War Three is a religious war. A spiritual war. And to answer this question, uh, lately, in the last couple days, not until then, though. Until then, it was it was very unproductive. Lately, in the last couple of days, I didn't say it out loud for the podcast people. Now you're gonna want to know, right? It would kill me too. She asked me if I was uh, coughing up phlegm. You're happy, you know now, right? Well, now you're included. Lisa says the Vatican was behind both world wars and they financed both sides. There's a ton of money in the Vatican. And they do. They're they're part of the bloodlines. They're the they're the New World Order Church. The one world religion. It will be the Catholic Church, I believe. Oh, you think that'll help with that? Yeah, I guess it can't hurt. You know, it would show that my body's trying to fight this and get rid of it. Oleanne put the 12 tribes in here. Reuben, Simone, Levi, Judah, Dan, Nefalti, Neflat. Yeah, I don't even know what that word is. Gad, Asher, Ishakur, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. I'm sorry. I bastardized that, I'm sure. But just to do a little biblical stuff here, I, I had some stuff pulled up. So the Bible uses a faithful, chaste woman to picture God's church and a whore to picture disobedience to God or a false church. And that's what it calls mystery of Babylon, a whore. And it is a false church. Even inside of what I'm saying mystery of Babylon is, it's a false church. It's a global one world religion, a bastardization, an inversion. But <laughs> who is Mystery Babylon? So now that we understand that the whore of Revelation 17 represents a false church, Let's examine what Revelation 17 tells us about her. So she has global influence. We've already seen that she sits on many waters, representing her influence over many people around the world. And Revelation 17, 2 continues with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. I think this sits true with what we're saying so far about this being a global cabal, uh, a new ideology, uh, uh, Illuminati, New World Order, whatever. The Luciferian cabal, they enslave the whole world. The whole world commits fornication with them. The whole world is made drunk with the wine of that fornication. She has a history of persecution. Revelation 17.6 says, 
I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. This describes religious persecution directed against the saints of Jesus Christ. It will be enemies in the end times. Christians. They will seek to eliminate us. Because they are the inversion. They're the opposite. See, it wouldn't matter. They, why would they care? Think of all the religions. You know, Ricky Gervais loves to say this shit all the time. He loves to talk about how there's all these deities. How do you know yours is the right one? Well, mine is the one that the global cabal is against. You know, all the powers that be, they're way into the occult and all that. Their mortal enemy is my savior. That's what leads me also, you know, among millions of other things. There's proof of God everywhere. It's all around you. It's undeniable once you start allowing yourself to see it. So amongst uh, many things leads me to believe that I'm on the right path. But on with the Mystery of Babylon discussion, she rides a powerful political system. So the next verse in Revelation says, I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast that carries her. This verse reveals that this woman rides a political beast. And this political beast is described in verses 8 through 17. It is also spoken of in Revelations 13, 3 through 8, in Daniel 7, 7 through 8, and 19 through 25. Considering all the biblical clues, many students of history and Bible prophecy have concluded the woman of Revelation 17 represents the Roman Catholic Church. And it does. It's not wrong to think that. Because that is the church of the mystery of Babylon. So another thing it says is it's centered in a city with global influence. In Revolution 17, we're given the location where Babylon the Great is centered. And the woman who you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. When John wrote this at the end of the first century, there was only one city on earth that reigned over the kings of the earth. And that was Rome. But that, I got to disagree with this text right here. Because that doesn't mean he was writing about the time he was experiencing. He was writing about the time in his vision. Right? That's what I would think. But the religious system is called the mother of harlots. Now, a harlot was a false church. What was the mother of harlots? It's a large church that's given birth to other smaller false churches. And then the abominations of the earth. Mystery, Babylon the Great, is not only called the mother of harlots, the same verse also calls her the mother of the abominations of the earth. The previous verse says the woman has in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And why do they use such strong language against that church? And the answer may be found in what Jesus said to the Pharisees, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The mystery of Babylon worships greed, power, 
And then again, I'm not super strong in the Bible, but, you know, from Revelations 18, 3, for all nations have drunk the wine of the passion in her sexual immorality. And the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. 18.7, as she glorified herself and lived in luxury. In 18.9, and the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her. And I just think the more you look into this, the more it becomes obvious that they're talking about a belief system. Not one particular place. See, look, this is what I'm saying. You know, America's a part of it, but like so is Israel. So is the Roman Catholic Church, Hollywood, all these different realms, even the military industrial complex and the media would all be part of this. Leanne says, try Mucinex. I've got a generic form of Mucinex. I went with one Jones said, the blue box in Dollar General. Got to save money everywhere you can. You know, it costs like $20 just to leave your house. It's very expensive. Everything is so expensive. It's ridiculous. Deegan says the rapture is to be first before the mark. Is that right? Can anybody verify that? The rapture is to be before the mark? What do you think of this, Deegan? And this isn't my personal opinion. I, I really haven't looked into it myself, but I've heard that the mark may be money or ink itself. The answer is there will be no rapture. In a lot of ways, the generic is the same, Joan, but I don't always agree. There's not always, it's not always the same. Sometimes, sometimes the generic is better, though. There's that. Hold on, I'm looking up here. I'm debating on whether I want to chase this rabbit down the hole or not. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I'm going to move on. Oh, the hell with it. So why would Trump want to be Speaker of the House? I. How do you guys still get into politics? Can you tell me? It's It's so nut job. Nutter butters anymore. I don't know how you get into it. How do you follow it? How does it hold your interest? Why do you even think it matters anymore? It seems like the storyline has gone so nuts. You wouldn't even be able to stick with it anymore. And then then some of y'all are even crazier with it. Like Lisa's off the chains. But if Clinton was here, he'd be agreeing with her left and right. She's not alone. A lot of people think even crazier things. And, and you know what? What is crazy anymore? 
We're trying to put a former president in jail for 700 years. What is even crazy anymore? I, I don't know. Jones says Trump can cancel out Biden. So, so the new thing in the, in the politics show is Trump's going to become Speaker of the House. Is that a new thing? I don't know. I don't know how you follow it. I don't know how you stay with it. It would lose me in just how unbelievable it is. It don't make no sense. Something's bothering me. If y'all watch The Walking Dead, it's only going to apply to anyone that's ever seen The Walking Dead. Be able to mess with my head before the show. She messed me up. Like today, I was hoping for zombies. You know, I'm kind of sick of this being an endless workup with no climax. I was ready for something to happen. You know, for this frequency thing to break out zombies and we can start busting heads. But Bay was say when I said that to her, she said I wouldn't do that. And then we got somehow got talking about The Walking Dead. And she was like, who do you think you are on that show? I was like, well, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And I started trying to think about it. And then she told me she thinks I'm Eugene. Have you ever seen The Walking Dead? Eugene is a coward. He sells out everyone he ever knows. Uh, always doing whatever's in his own best interest to survive. And he's weak. He's afraid of everything. His own shadow. That's what she thinks I am. She thinks I'm Eugene. You know who she thinks she is? Carol. Carol. Of course, she makes herself the coolest fucking person on the show. And I'm Eugene. Such a self-confidence booster. She's like, but you're so smart. Yeah, I'm the coward that sells everyone out. Robert thinks I'm Glenn. See, this, this I can get down with more. I could be Glenn. Yeah, Glenn's like reluctant, but he's still... Does what's what he's called upon to do. Yeah, I'd rather be Glenn than Eugene. I don't want to be Eugene. I don't like that. And I could even get down with her being Carol. I just don't know why she thinks I need to be Eugene. At any rate. And you know the other thing, Joan, they said that if your phone was off, it wouldn't exclude you. Didn't they say that your phone would turn itself on? That wasn't true because I turned mine off and it stayed off. Didn't turn itself back on. That's why I want to see. I want to see if it would. 
I wanted to see if it would turn itself back on, activate itself for the test. All right, Joan doesn't think I'm Eugene either. That makes me feel better. I don't want to be Eugene. Eugene's a coward. He sold everybody out. All right, well, I think we've come to the end. It might be over, Deegan. I don't know. We've come to the end of another Conspiracy Theories and Chill, though. I would like to hear from you guys. What What do you want to see in the future on Conspiracy Theories and Chill? What are some conspiracy theories you would like us to go into and uncover? I would love to hear from you. Do I need to put another poll up, maybe? Would that be better? I like the polls. We haven't done a poll in a long time. But thanks for watching, guys. Robert says my phone still received the message even if it was off. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to turn itself on. I thought that would be really neat. I was like, I want to see him do this. I want to see him reactivate my phone. What was the message, though? What did it do? It didn't do anything. It was boring. I was hoping there would be some kind of scene or some kind of reaction. or Maybe it's delayed. Maybe it'll be in the future. This is all very anticlimactic. But thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I'm going to take some NyQuil and go to bed. I will see you back here Friday night for Yankee Rants. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and God bless.